Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and this is the 10th show of 2020. Um, and I thought we'd uh, take a different tack today as opposed to just dealing with the, the current crises, both uh, political and spiritual and economic that we're going through. Uh, and just take a little look at what happened today and what the next month will hold, uh, because we have just begun today this time of Taurus. Um, and of course, as I always like to remind people, um, when up, when up, when up, we change signs. Uh, of course, it, it's significant for that month, but of course, that sign is present throughout everything and all time in everybody's charts. So we all have Taurus active in our lives all the time. This is just the time we want to pay special attention to it. I know that the the current vibration is more resonating with the Taurian experiences and lessons of life and experiences of life, uh, which is also true. Um, so we're going to do that. I'm going to talk about that first, a little thing on Taurus. Uh, and then, of course, I'll open up the show to any questions you people may have for me. And and if you just give me your first name, that's great. Um, and if you want to talk about anything about the show, Taurus, or anything about astrology, uh, certainly that's fine. If you want to talk about your own chart, I would just ask that you give me at least your date of birth um, and place of birth, if that's all you have, and time of birth, if you have it, certainly would be always very useful. Um, and so you can you could do that. I'll talk to you about whatever question you may have. And if you want to reach me, you can always reach me at any time through my email. It's my name, Bill Atride, so it's B-I-L-L-A-T-T, R-I-D-E at gmail.com. And I'll write you right back and answer any whatever questions you have. If you have questions about maybe interesting books to read. I have a quite a wonderful reading list here for people on spiritual matters and astrological matters and such. Um, if you uh, want to suggest a topic for a show, perhaps, or, or have a question about a show, or if you want to talk about yourself and perhaps get a reading for yourself, because that's what I do. That's been what I've been doing for almost 40 years here now is giving people personal guidance. Um, and it's my pleasure and my love to do that. Um, so that's something we could, you could also, uh, at, um, you know, address or, or call me about or email me about. Um, and you can find a lot of my contact information out there also on Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram and you name it there on the blogs and the radio show here. Um, you can, you can have no trouble finding me, I'm sure. Okay. All right. So let's, Let's turn our attention to the show today, uh, and I just posted about this last night because it just happened this morning here that the sun has moved into the sign of Taurus, um, and I called that the posting I made for today, the spiral journey of spirit, life, and consciousness, and, and when going through these steps of development in our journey. Um, and and I, I talked about how, you know, you know, what is the what in that talk? What is the what? Um, and, and so I thought I'd sort of continue with that theme in it's sort of a different way, approaching it similar, but you know, a little differently. And so, so let's take a look. So the way of Aries, um, and looking at the sign of Aries is, is about, I am, it is the first step of life. It is there that you experience the wonder of being self-aware. So in Aries, you answer the question, who are you? But we come to Taurus, the way of Taurus says, I am that. It is the second step of life. It is here you experience that you are something. Uh, in Taurus, you answer the question, what are you? 
So it, you could see in some way that these two signs are forming in their combination or unity, one of the fundamental truths of your journey in consciousness, this dualistic experience of reality. There is subjectivity of being aware of yourself or what we call self-awareness, but there is objectivity too, as you experience yourself and everything and everyone else as being formed into bodies or vehicles of manifestation. Uh, we see the world split into spirit and matter, but really what you will come to know and what I like to call the greater reality is that you will come to understand your oneness of being, which is life or the one. Life is spirit and matter together. They are inseparable, yet they are the two, fundam that they are the two fundam fundamental aspects of life. Matter forms the lesser realms of spirit as spirit forms the highest realms of matter. The truth is that there is but one life. There is the one spirit which manifests through innumerable forms from the lowest to the most sublime. Spirit is the one eternal life and matter is the countless, countless vessels into which all life flows. The great mystery is that in all these countless forms or vessels in each atom and mineral and plant or animal and human or deva or planet and star through all of them is contained or is held the one true spirit. There are countless forms, but there's only one life. There's only one spirit flowing through the hierarchies of the universe, whether those realms be divine, human, animal, or mineral. In Taurus, you move out of the subjective realm of Aries into objective reality. In Taurus, you come into the realm of Earth and say, I am that. <laughs> Taurus is your most physical, sensuous experience of life. You open your eyes and see the beauty all around you. You open your lungs and breathe in what we call, we, we, what we all share. You take another breath and you smell the flowers. You reach down and touch the earth and smile and give thanks to the mother of us all for this, for your life and for your body. You look up and see the stars and you watch the moon, planets, and all the heavenly bodies whirling overhead, and you exclaim, oh, I am so happy to be surrounded by this beauty, to be a part of this amazing, beautiful, wondrous journey. I'm so grateful to be part of life. In Taurus, you experience life as abundance and beauty. You experience the mystery and majesty of life. You are here in this wonderful place we call our earth, and you feel and taste and touch and smell the wonders of this garden of delights, and you get to share this abundance of spirit that is life with all with whom you journey. But what is it that makes you you? What do you have that is yours? What gives you the value of you? Well, this is the question of Taurus to you. Through the arc of your life, from infancy through youth, into adulthood and onward, your experience of you and your value or worth will rise and fall in so many ways. The enthusiasms and the physical strengths of youth will give way to what you will earn, the gravitas and wisdom and the aches and pains of your later years. It can seem, depending upon your journey, that your best days are still ahead or far behind you, depending upon how you value you. What you experience in Taurus is the value of you. 
The mystery you seek to unveil in Taurus is how to understand what you have, to experience what you can do, and discover what you are worth. The value of you at any one time is made up of a range of factors, your physical powers, your emotional depths, your intellectual agility, and your spiritual integrity. Throughout any day, week, year of life, these valuations of you will wax and wane. The gifts of youth may shine forth in physical strengths and emotional enthusiasms, but maturity will bring both a modulation and eventual waning of these as you age. Likewise, the tempering of your emotional nature, seasoned by the growing depths of your judgment and wisdom, will lift your spirits as other faculties fade. But the physical life and its enticements and pleasures can also bring difficulties and pain if you become too attached to one or another gift or strength that you possess, you will find your experience of value to swing wildly up and down. When you are too attached to something within you or something you have acquired, then you can suffer. Wise ones know that this is because this way of relating to value and things is not the way to be or become what you really are. You are the living spirit by and through these wonderful forms of bodies that you have created for yourself. Your life and lives are made in these vehicles that are physical, etheric, emotional, mental, and spiritual. But they are held together and bound to one another by the spark of the divine, which is your highest spirit form, your higher self. You are in your essence this one spirit. You are here to grow and move beyond any one world or form or life. This is so, and you need to remember that at the very heart of you, you remain as you always will be, priceless, beyond all measure, because you are not a human being at all. Being human is merely the form of your self-realization at this point in your journey. Truly, at your core, you are a spark of the divine who is on an never-ending journey of the self that is becoming. You are a monad, which is an unfolding spiritual fire of life-spirit consciousness, and your true worth or value will be forever beyond any finite measure. So, no matter what you think you're worth today, or yesterday, or a thousand years from now, remember this. You have no way of comprehending the beauty and glory and worth of you. You are the jewel in the lotus. You are the kiss of dew in the morning. And you are the glorious sunset too. And then you will hear another reminder. The voices of the ancient ones will whisper in your heart. What you know as the resplendent and immortal you the heaven that is always within you, for you never left it, truly. This essential spark of you is your spiritual heart. And in your heart, you will feel and know that the same light of the divine is in everything and everyone else too. Yes, in every speck and mode of creation, in every atom and molecule, gas or rock, plant and creature, in the planets and the stars, all of this is spirit, life, and evolution too. This is what we must understand in Taurus. 
in your heart of hearts, in your highest vehicle of spirit, you are a spark of the one divine light. Quite simply, wonderfully, and forever and ever, your true measure is beyond measure. In your higher self, and throughout all your forms too, there is the one true light of spirit shining through. So that filling and informing all of you is quite simply divine love. Know this. The value of you is beyond question. You are quite simply unconditional love. And so what we will know and feel and celebrate in Taurus is that all of this creation is beautiful. All of this is precious because all of this is the one life. And all of this is the creation of the one. And all of this is the love of the one for all. Let us give thanks to the sunrise and the sunset, to the flowers and the trees, to the mountains and the oceans. Yes, bow down and give thanks to it all. Bow down to the divine within you and with all that surrounds you too. Turn to one another and you will see that supernal light shining there in one another. Yes, smile and bow to one another and be filled with the wonder of this. I am that. Namaste. Well, I just basically wanted to uh, repeat what I'd said in my little, my little posting yesterday, but do a little different take on it. Um, because I do this year after year, um, and it's the same, the same things, but trying to phrase it differently and take a little different uh, approach to it. Um, but these are the things that we need to be reminded of and, and hold close to our hearts and guide our steps each and every day. Uh, that is what I always say. In, in troubling times such as we are certainly moving through, there are truths that have been always there from the beginning to guide our steps. If we hold to these truths and guide our steps accordingly, we will find a better way and we will become better for it. That is what a hard time is for. A crisis shouldn't return us to where we were. It is going to be a vehicle for transformation, for a revelation and new epiphanies and a new world that is coming. We are making it. We are making it every single day. And we will not go back. There is no going back. But there is a brighter, better future out there that we're making day after day. Okay, so um, I think that's probably enough for today for me, and I'm going to turn to the phone lines, and I see we have a caller here, so let me pick up the line and see who this is. Hello, you're on with Bill. Who's calling? Hey, Bill, it's Hello? Nathaniel calling in. Hi. Hey, Hi. <laughs> What can I do for you, Nathaniel? Well, I wanted to see uh, what it looks like for me. Uh, you know, I'm uh, a Taurus, so I guess uh, I got a I got a month of uh, attention on me. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, and of course, it's uh, as the sun goes around, or we go around the sun and produce that illusion of the sun going around <laughs> in the heavens for us here yeah. in astrology, astro astrological terms. Um, 
there's a way you can look at that and say, you know, basically if there's 12 signs and there's 12 houses of a chart, basically the sun moves through, uh, depending upon how this, because it can be larger or smaller houses. It's just a phenomenon of how, how we bend space and time to create a chart. But still, generally speaking, you could say on average, the sun will be in a house for roughly a month or so. And when it's in that house, it lights up that house and says, this is the area one must or should be really, you know, focusing upon for this time. Now, as you may remember or know, um, in your case, your, your son is in the 12th house. Um, and the son actually entered into that house back on April the 16th or so and will stay now in that house. Uh, let me just go forward and tell you when it gets out of this. And this would be always true almost every year of your life, given a day or two off, maybe. Um, and so until May 28th, so it's really for you, it's like 48 days, 46 or seven days that the sun will move through your 12th house each year at this time. And since your sun is there at birth because you're a Taurus, uh, the 12th house is that house of spiritual the spiritual depths of our nature in terms of understanding, in terms of, of our connection to the divine, in dealing with compassion, empathy, and sacrifice. When the sun lights up this part of the chart, it is a time, one might say, of going more deeply within oneself and understanding what has been going on for these last 11 months or so in preparation for a new life that technically commences every year when the sun comes into that first house, which for you will always be near the end of May. Okay. That's how you would look at this. Um, and so I would say to you right now, um, not that you wouldn't normally do this given you've got your sun and your moon, as you know, and your Mercury and your Venus all in that 12th house. So it's always a good policy for you to take moments every day, a moment every day, a period every day, for contemplative, introspective, meditative work or activity or practice. Um, this is especially true for these many days that you're in this space, and it's lit up once again by the sun being there. Um, so if there's time, time to be with yourself, not by yourself, but I say being with oneself is not being alone. <laughs> it, is, it is spending time in that in that sort of inner conversation of uh, introspection, contemplation, and aligning oneself with one's true self is all to the point in this period for you, okay? Um, and, and what also just changed here, and we probably talked about this the last time. Let me see when it's going to change. I may have jumped ahead here. Yes, it's not going to change until about May the, May the, hello? What's that? Yeah, May 10th, you said? Yeah, but around May, around May the seventh, eighth, uh, no, maybe the ninth, uh, nay, the tenth. That's when your progressed moon will move into Libra, um, and that that will also be something felt quite strongly by you, as this two-year, several-month period of the moon being in Virgo, which was a time for dealing with the ordering of life and making sure the life and the lifestyle and all components of life fit together in a supportive way, um, basically to heal the life and heal myself or rearrange my life to live an even better, more beautiful life, that will 
not we're always doing it, but that as a focus will end. And the focus will shift towards partnerships and relationships of all kinds in one's life as the moon goes into Libra on May 10th or so. Yes. Um, so that's the next bigger shift coming up here. I would also note for you and for everybody, but especially for you being a Taurus, that in the month of May and for 40 days, starting around May 12th, 13th, Venus will turn retrograde. Um, and for all of us, for those 40 days from May 12th, 13th and onwards, we're all going to be going through a period of a, more, a greater need to reassess those questions of value, the very questions of Taurus, you know, where does value come from? What is the value of me? How do I work these values or strengths or talents or faculties together and then create value in the world and receive value in the world? All those questions will be brought front and center for everyone in a, in a, in a sort of a review or reexamination for those 40 days beginning around May 12th, 13th, Okay. So not too far away now. So Mercury will be going retrograde uh, for forty well, no, days. No, this 40 is, days the, no, no, this is this is Venus going retrograde. It's oh. it's a little different than Mercury. Um, Mercury yeah. going retrograde affects more the mind and thought processes. So it's we're very conscious of it because it's affecting our consciousness. Venus retrograde is more subtle because it affects more what we find, what we are attracted to. And, and what we want and what we find meaningful inside of ourselves, it's more those value questions are being reexamined or reviewed. Um, obviously, it will involve some thoughtfulness and mindfulness to do that, but it just means it's a time to sort of reexamine, you know, do I really want this thing in my life? Do I really need this thing if it's something outside of myself? Um, or can I let that attachment to that thing go? Or, no, I realize I lack something in my life and I'm, I'm needing to incorporate some new quality of being, new value in my life, or a new, uh, new thing, a possession, to fill a void that I feel. So whatever it may be, depending upon the person. Okay? Okay. Yeah. But so, so we, you've, you've got a, you know, a couple of interesting shifts coming up here um, with, that, with that moon making that progression um, into, into Libra. Um, and, and really, you know, right around the same time, um, then your ruler, the planet Venus, uh, turns retrograde. So that should be kind of interesting. Okay. And that's retrograde in what sign now? Is that going to be it, It'll retrograde, it'll retrograde in the sign of Gemini. Um, so it's going to, when Venus is in a certain sign, we express our value sensibilities through that. And Gemini, of course, is drawn to variety and stimulating things of a, of a complex nature. It, it has a hard time focusing, as we say, but more it's very agile and adept to moving things around and being stimulated and gets bored easily. Venus and retrograde in Gemini would imply we're reexamining that function and saying, um, sometimes it can get overdone and we, we're never satisfied and we're too moving around and not enjoying things more restfully more, in a more focused way. So the Gemini retrograde of Venus would say, let's reexamine this need for stimulation and make sure it's working in a functional way. Okay. Yeah, All right. Thanks. Oh, 
You're, you're very welcome. It's good talking to you again. Good speaking to you, Nathaniel. Okay. Oh. Okay, buddy. Bye bye. Okay, okay. Bye bye. Talk to you later. Yeah. Okay. And uh, let's go to the next caller. And again, I'm having that same problem, callers. I don't know how long you've been on because the whole time is not there. I keep contacting Blog Talk Radio. They keep telling me they're going to fix it, and they don't. <laughs> so nothing I can do. Um, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hello? Hello. Hello, call. Hello. Hi, it's Bill. You're on is with Bill. Me? It's me. Yes, I hear your voice. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. There's like no, there doesn't confirm that you're hooked up. Hi, Bill. Oh, yeah, that's okay. That, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't, I, I could say your area code, I guess it could say A530. <laughs> yes, that me, that's me. Um, okay, your good. words this okay. month really resonated with me. It's just, it feels like, my total truth and I'm so glad that you take the time to articulate it and, and say it in such a, a format that it's just so easy to let it sink into my heart. I'm so grateful. Um, well, thank my you. Birthday no, I'm is, sorry. I, I, I didn't catch your name. Who, who am I speaking oh, with? It's, my name is Annie and my birthday is 4865. You have, have you, have you called, you have called uh, before you, Annie? Yeah, you've got it. Okay, let me, um, get up there and find you. Hold on one second. Uh, yeah, last and name. oh, oh, you've oh, you've given me your last name too. Okay. Well, I think so. I think I've given you Nelson before. Yes, I do have April eighth. Yes, I've got your birthday. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. So okay. I turned um, fifty-five eleven days ago, and I just uh, I thought I don't know. Spirit just told me to dial in this morning, and I thought I could check in with you <laughs> and see um, what my chart might be giving me advice for right now. Okay. Okay, good. Well, um, you know, what happens when we hit our late 20s and then again our late in our 50s um, is that those two moments are similar in that we're coming, we're having our, our progressed lunar return and we're coming up on our first or in this case second Saturn return. So they're both periods in which we feel the energy shifting in a new phase of life about to open up. It's what divides people from before they're 30 to after they're 30 and people before they're 59, 60 till after it's like these basic divisions. And in those times we're sort of, we are sort of reflective and looking back at life lived and realizing we're coming to a turning and what have I done and what have I learned and what's coming next? We're preparing for that. Some people are preparing for retirement or the kids have left the house or all these different transitions in this case of your period in the fifties, not so, not so much when you're in your 20, late twenties, <laughs> but still mm-hmm. they, they're similar transitions taking place. And sure enough, right now in your chart, as we probably talked about before, you've got about another, at about another six months of your progressed moon moving through the sign of cancer. So it's been there for two years now, roughly. And so it's been a couple of very emotional two years, I'm sure. <laughs> That's what the moon in cancer generally provides. It says, boy, am I feeling my feelings more now. And this is an opportunity, of course. Sometimes we don't like to, but it's always an opportunity to re-examine why this versus that affects me this way or that way. What are my needs for being cared for? What are my abilities to care for others? How am I expressing myself and nurturing myself and others? Where does my security lie or come from? Or how is it secured? Are all these things that are stirred up always in our life, but especially at a time like this. 
Um, and so this is a time when you're, as I would say, for these two and a half years ending in about six months or so, you're going through a process of recentering, reexamining what's at the center of any. You know, where did I come from? What was I, what did I start with? What am I rooted in now? And how, is, how are those roots growing and changing and developing at this point in time? Um, so basically you go through periods of feeling better, feeling this, feeling that, and finding your way to being more centered in a time like this. Uh, yeah, I think you just summed it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> it definitely helps me understand, you know, why so much crying, just, just feeling so much stuff. It's like, ugh. I get why people put heart walls up because it's intense to feel so much, and yet I know it's the path of the heart and the, and the way to really stand the world around me to live in that heart space. So it is, um, but it, yeah, your encouragement. But it, is immense. Yeah, but you yeah. you know that was that was part of the part of the template of this life that you were born with Aries. I mean, that's the first sign, the sign of pure spiritual, enthusiastic warrior spirit energy. And so part of your ideal of yourself is you're strong, you're independent, you're, you're capable, but then you've got your moon in cancer. You're also a mush. <laughs> and so you're, you're like, how do you do this? How do you be, you know, a warrior and someone who can just break into tears or, or, or break into smiles and laughter? Cause you are both those things. Yeah. You're to be a beautiful blending of those two things. One without the other wouldn't be complete. Hmm. Well, that's good to hear, Bill. That's very encouraging. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Good. <laughs> you're like my good. spiritual coach. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, you're the best. I refer people to you. I think uh, your work is so spot on. You're just so good at what you do. Thank you, Annie. I will thank you for letting me do what I do. That's what I said to yeah, all my clients. Yeah. All my okay. I would thank you so much. Okay, have a wonderful Bless day. You. Enjoy. Okay. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye bye. you. <laughs> okay. Um Okay, that's good to know. So um caller, this is Bill. Hello? Hello, eight one eight. I'll give people their area codes so they'll know I'm calling. Or picking Hi. up. Are you there? Hi. Who's this? <laughs> this is Joyce, your elderly friend. Okay, Joyce, how are you? Wow, miserable. <laughs> okay. Except for your foot. Ten eight forty two. I've I've got you, Joyce. I know your voice. <laughs> okay. Hey, Bill. You know what I really want? I want, I am so bad with the computer. I just want your phone number to make an appointment. Okay. Well, I, I think um, we've been in contact before, so I should have your email. Um, I can look yes. you up. Hold on. And I can just email you my phone number because my number hasn't changed. So, and I'm sure we've did this before, but if you've lost it, I can get it back to you. So let me just say, see. Um, uh, we don't have the last name right here now, but I know you. Um, uh, what's you know your last? I know, but I gotta <laughs> find you now in my database. I got a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, 
named Joyce, not thousands named Joyce, but thousands of people. I will find you uh, when we're not I'll on like you. this. Okay. What's your last name? Serenbeth. Oh, that's right. I got it. I got it. No, they just, I just, just said that, and I, I've got it right away. That's not a problem. Okay. So um, I will let me just get there and, and see. My, come on, computer. There always – there you are. Yes, I have an email for you, the, the golden Gmail, right? That, I won't say the whole thing. That's so I'll send you the golden – Okay, so I'll send you an email, and in my email, there's all my contact information, so you can reach out to me if you want to get another session. That's fine. Okay? Yeah, I really do, because you've been very kind on the telephone and all these questions, but I really need some transits. I'm going through a very, very difficult time. and, well, yes, no, we know, as you know, I, well, you know, I, you and I both know, but we've talked about how now your Saturn has come into your first house and that's yeah. a very, very serious time for all of us. We're feeling the weight of Saturn then because it's right there present, right there at the very way we start everything in our life is the first house. And so Saturn there is sort of like this immovable object getting in the way or reminding us of our obligations and duties and resistance or gravity or whatever it is that's in the way um and how do we deal with that so we'll definitely have to talk about that yeah i'm a, I'm a little set up with duties i'd like some fun okay sure okay right. well good <laughs> okay yeah please. good I'll, I'll look for the information and i'll give you a a call or an email i can i can actually type an email back <laughs> Okay, well, you just, you, that's okay. You just call me back. That's fine, okay? All right. Thanks, Bill. Okay, and I love okay you Joyce. Talk to you later. Thank you so Bye. much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Um, let's go to this caller. Hello, you're on with Bill. Hi, Bill. Um, this is Tink. I'm calling from New York. How are you? Hi there. I'm good. Hi. I'm good. How are you? Are you safe here in New York? How are you doing? Um, scary. It's still kind of scary. So Just trying to wear a mask scary. every time you're out and about. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely doing that. And I carry my own homemade hand sanitizer. I go in any place or go and touch anything. I immediately wipe my hands down so it's clean again. It's just new habit patterns, new ways of interacting with our world around us and trying to keep our that clean zone. We don't bring any, anything home. Uh, we exactly. want to make sure we're safe out there. And, and when we get home, we're in a really safe place. Um, mm-hmm. And we're so mindful and so thankful of all those people who have to be out there every day, the transit workers, the nurses, the doctors, everybody in the front lines who, and the grocery store workers and everybody who puts their life on the line every day for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable. I know, I know they're glad to be working, but I know all of them have, are living with a heightened level of, of anxiety and fear, and they get up every day and go to do their job, some in the front lines, the nurses and doctors, of course, and EMT and whatever. But, um, you know, we're suffering having to stay home and, and take all these precautions, but God bless them. God right. bless them all, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, so what was your question for me today? I just wanted to see if you saw any changes coming up for me as far as like moving or love or anything positive because right now I just feel like stuck in every way and I don't know, I just can't, um, I don't feel happy in my relationships. I just feel isolated and wanting to speak to myself because I don't feel appreciated um, in my relationships at all. Yeah, so there's the in that you're saying the primary difficulty that you're experiencing is in relationship, basically, right? Yeah, yeah okay. and I don't feel connected to where I live. So it's like I, I want to move and in a good job. Like I just want my life to change and have a relationship. You know. Well, it's it's interesting because later. Later this summer, you're going to be much more open to change, not that you're not ready right now, but more in like July, August, and beyond. That's when Uranus lines up with your son in a way that makes you really more open and accommodating to change, meaning not that you wouldn't think you want it now, but sometimes there can be resistance and fear. So even though what this place we're in is not good, at least I know what I've got, but that's, that's no argument to stay there, but it sort of kind of hold us back. But you were going to go through a difficult year this year when it came to love and romantic things for two reasons. One, Saturn's on your Venus, which happens about every seven or eight years. But when it does so, Venus being the planet of value, the planet that rules Taurus, basically when Saturn touches something, it makes us feel a lack of that. And here you feel a lack of value, which ultimately then you feel a lack of love. And the only way to combat that is to realize, as I keep reminding people, you can't get love out there until you know it and have it and secure it in here, that you know you are love and you're full of love and you've got to find your way back to that and own that and and live that out is always the test. Um, But it helps to have confirmation around us that people love us for who we are, they appreciate what we do, all those things are confirmations and proof of life that I do have love. But in Saturn Venus year, we're going to have it more difficultly, won't be as easy to find or obtain. So you've got to work on it for yourself. And yes, reevaluate all the relationships that you're in life and say, do we have enough common value here? Is this relationship worth it? Or is it not because we really don't have a lot in common or Maybe we have certain things in common, but the way we show our love or care for one another just doesn't line up. And we should find those who can better meet our needs and we can better meet their needs if this isn't working. So it will put any relationship you're in in any life and whenever Saturn touches Venus to the test. It can come through with flying colors and everything is fine and we go on with that person or group or what have you. But sometimes we have gone separate ways. We were never that compatible to begin with or whatever it may be. And now it's brought into finer focus. And that's what you're experiencing this year, compounded by the fact um, that this is the year that Neptune, moving through Pisces, is going over your own moon, which makes you even more sensitive this year. Um, and that means the boundaries of your life and how much you're affected by those you find yourself around is heightened. So you have to do more to protect yourself in a year like this from insult or injury or negative energies, but also enjoy, you'll feel the connection to 
positive, uplifting people and energies more, more meaningfully. But you will definitely feel yourself more than you were typically because you always were sensitive this way with your moon rising. But now with Neptune going over your moon, there's no, there's no boundary between you and the world around you. It's like you're naked emotionally. So you have to protect yourself. You have to um, say a prayer, do something that you do that invokes the mindfulness that says, I'm, I'm safe, I'm protected, I feel love, and I'm not going to be so affected by what I'm encountering out there. But you are more sensitive for sure. Okay? Yeah, I do feel that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could, it, it could make you have more empathy and compassion and feel sorry for others in a good way, but then you want to make sure it doesn't slip into too great a place where you sacrifice yourself too much or get too caught up in the, oh, woe is me, and I have no control, which then you don't. So if you say, wait a minute, no, I'm, I feel I don't have control over everything, of course, but I do have certain controls, and I want to maintain those in terms of protecting myself right now, okay? Yeah. Do you see, okay. like, a move for me? I wouldn't, I think because, um, I think when, the, when something's touching the moon, which rules the home, the moon is a very confusing place right now. Um, it could mean that the home you're in is not a good home, that there's something wrong with it energy-wise or physically-wise. But that also means you're in a place where feeling centered, feeling secure is hard to, is hard to secure. That you're in a place where I feel unmoored and I want to get to a place where I feel secure, that is harder to achieve in a year like this. Again, the way you achieve it is working on it inwardly, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally first, and then try to take the steps outwardly. Um, but if you're in a bad place, then of course you have to move. Um, but if, it's, if you're in a place that you can tolerate for now, because you're so off in terms of your sensitivities and lack of feeling of love, I, I, you might not make a good choice in trying to move right now because your perceptions are skewed. Okay? Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. We'll stay in touch. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Tanika. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Bye now. Okay. Let's see who's here. Hi, you're on with Bill. Who's this? This 440. I'm saying the zip Hi. the area. Hi. Hi. Bill, Susan, yep. how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Good. How are you? First of all, thanks. I'm great. Thank you for all the good you put out there in the universe. I follow you on Facebook and share your posts often, and I'm just so thankful to have come across you. Um, Thank you. So I was just wondering... Uh, I just really do feel your good energy out there in the universe. So um, I was born July 27th, 1960 at 9.42 p.m. What is hold my on, year looking I, like? I, I, I thought you were another Susan, so I'm going to oh, you oh. Should give that to me again. Wait a second. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <So> Susan, what, <laughs> okay. What, what's, what's your birth? You said your July, you said, right? Yeah, July 27th, and that's at 9.42 p.m. 1960 is the year. Yeah, and you said 2.42 p.m.? 
No, 942. 942, I'm sorry. 942 p.m. And 942. And where were you born? What city? In Cleveland. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. Now I've got your chart. Okay, let's see who we've got here. <laughs> so just to make sure, you're, you're a Leo, of course, with your moon in Virgo, yes. and you've got Aquarius rising, correct? Right. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So what's your question for me today? Um, my question is, like, what do you foresee this year for me, and, like, what is happening right now with me? I just feel sort of, not sure, just sort of mixed and pulled in different ways. Uh, is that what's going on? Okay, well let's 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 see. So I, I'm just doing the first looking at it visually, which means look at all the planets. I take the natal chart, then put the progressions around that, then the transits. So I get a quick visual, which tells me something right away. But then I can get the nitty gritty by looking at all the transits and progressions calculated too, okay. which I just did. So right now your progressed moon, which is that inner measure of time, which I always start with for most people, it has just moved into Sagittarius in the last three months or so. Um, and remains there now for the next couple of years. So I would have said, I would say to you that all of 2018 and all of 2019, until we got to January 2020, you were going to that moon and Scorpio phase, which is a challenging time of dealing with unions and separations and encountering truth, but it's so powerful, it makes us, it strikes us dumb. We have no words um, to go through those experiences, we come out the other side and we begin to find our words again and begin to be able to understand to ourselves and explain to others and share our truth. And that's the path you're on right now is this search for truth and meaning um, and telling your story, sharing your story, but also having a better understanding of where am I going? Because before you can understand where you're going, you're figuring out where am I coming from? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's basically all about the truth. And this is a great time to read novels and philosophy and metaphysics and expand your frames of reference um, so that I can, I can understand it. I can understand what's going on here for me and the world around me. And in about eight months time, when the moon gets to the top of your chart in November, that is when you'll reach a moment of, okay, now I'm at a point where I should begin to decide whether to stay on this path or make a slight change or end a path and begin a new path in my life. That question will be coming to you by November. Right now you're getting ready for that. You're clarifying the, 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 the ways in which you'll make that decision by clarifying your truth, and then you can act on that clarified truth um, then, um, in, in later this year and into 2021, of course, um, that's what I would say is most important. Then looking at the transits, um, for this year, what comes to mind? Well, again, this is quite a, a beautiful year for the mind because this is the year that the planet Neptune is lining up with your Mercury in a beautiful way. Um, and, and, and Neptune, of course, is a planet of inspiration and dreams and imagination and influencing us in those ways. Um, now, why would it be doing that? Am I getting this right? Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me make sure I've got the right. Susan here, Neptune to Mercury. Where's your Mercury? Barbara? Yes, I'm, I, yeah, I was looking at your progressed Mercury versus your natal. So, yes, yeah, so your, your Neptune in Pisces is going over your Mercury in Cancer. 
Um, and that is a, an amazing time for a writer or a painter or poet or whatever creative medium you want to continue with or take up a new or find a new avenue of expression. Boy, you've got a year for that. Oh, um, that's it's, great. A, it's, a, it's a mystical year. It's a year of dreams and imaginations and intimations of something beyond normal knowing. Um, it's, it's very psychic and very clairvoyant also. Oh, that makes sense. Cause I, I do have some abilities out in that and I'm just, I'm really feeling that exactly what you're talking about is exactly, mm-hmm. I mean, it's spot on what I'm feeling, but I just wanted to clarify that with you. Thank you. Yep. And, and again, again you're, you're born with your Mercury in the fifth house, which is the house of self-expression and creativity. So, and mm-hmm. you are a Leo after all, being a creator is pretty important. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you were, and you were born, you were born with that Neptune lined up. Your Neptune lines up with your son. Um, wow. And so you you were always a clairvoyant, regardless. Um, okay. In this lifetime, and you you saw and heard things other people didn't, and always have that ability. But this is the year that it's really coming on strong, oh, uh, and nice. could be could be could be quite a creative channel for you this year. So make use of that. Oh, thank okay. you, Bill. This really helped. this really oh, really did help. Oh, thank you. Oh, great, wonderful. Okay. Thank you, Susan. Okay. okay. All right. Talk to you later. Sure. Okay. Be well. Be safe. Yeah. Okay. And let's see. I don't think I've called on this person. Hello. This is Bill. Who's calling? Hi, Bill. How are you? Hi. I'm fine. Who's this? Hi. This is Jackie. I really Jackie. want to talk to you privately off air. Oh, my. Okay. I actually sent you a message on Facebook. You did? Yes. Oh, oh, I think, I mean, you're the one um, uh, wanting to correct, do the rectification for your chart. Yeah. Yes, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I've been very can busy. I ask you a question? I, sure, sure, Real you quick, can. And, and, my... and, we can and I, I know you sent me your phone number, so I can, I yeah. can um, and, I, and I don't know if I have your email, but I'll, 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 I'll call you. I'll send you my email. Send me, send me your email, and, uh, and I'll also call you probably tomorrow then, Okay. It'll be better for me to talk to you off air so you could take someone else. No, no, it's fine. If you have something you want to ask me right now, I'm happy to take your well, question. I was, was going to ask you about my um, my son and my brother, but, you know, I get, I don't know if that takes too much time. But my son has a birthday coming up. Um, um, it's May 8th. Okay, hold he on He was born second. in 1998. Let me, let me just get one second. Okay, sorry, so May which is May 8th, 1968. 1998. Nine, sorry. <laughs> okay. Don't want to do that. Okay. And uh, what time did you say? 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Okay. And yeah, where was Pat- you born? Patterson, New Jersey. Patterson. That's where my wife was born. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, and let's go. Okay. So he is a Taurus with the moon in Libra and he's got Taurus rising. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. The reason I say, Oh my goodness is um, Taurus is one of the signs ruled by Venus. And of course, Libra is the other sign ruled by Venus. And then the rising sign is the third most important factor in a chart. And it's also Taurus for him. 
So I call people who have, you know, one, two, or three, that your son is a super Venusian, <laughs> meaning he, he is so influenced by the planet Venus. And so his sensibilities in terms of taste and color and shape and sound is extraordinary, okay? Um, and, and that's one of his strengths, though it can be quite challenging. Um, <laughs> but he has many, many planets um, in his 12th house. So he is yes. someone uh, who, it, who needs time with himself, by himself to figure things out. Him having some time alone is essential for him to sort through things. Yet, yet his moon is in Libra, and emotionally he will not feel right unless he's involved in a significant relationship. So part of his dilemma is how can I be alone and be in a relationship? Well, of course you can be, but, <laughs> but it's like he has to be with people, understand that when your son goes off for a walk by himself or goes in a room and closes the door. He's not trying to get away from them. He's trying to get some time with himself. It's an affirmative thing. It's a positive thing. Not that he should be alone all the time, but he needs time to sort through all the stuff that he's carrying here. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, he's had all- challenges, some major challenges in He's had some challenges, and it usually throws me off. So um, right now I'm actually practicing tough love with him. I want to help him, but at the same time I don't want to. I don't want to um, enable him anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can we can talk about that at greater length in terms of what happened, what's going on in your reading. But I would say also his emotional life and his physical well-being, his his body and other health matters are directly tied together. So when he's not feeling right emotionally, when his needs aren't being met or he's not dealing with his emotions as he should be openly and directly, he'll mm-hmm. manifest physical problems. It's, there's a very, the word psychosomatic was invented for somebody like him. Okay. He's a person who would self-medicate. Yes, he'd be someone who, because of whatever anxiety, pain, or, or whatever they're going through, whether it's physical pain, emotional pain, whatever, um, and, but it's really emotional, it, they feel it in their body, they want to get it out of their body in whatever way. So, yes, he would be someone who um, might, make, might take that route, certainly. So what kind, what, what kind of alternatives are there for him? Well, I, you know, I would say this is always the spiritual that he needs to get involved in mindfulness and work on mindfulness and training and a spiritual teacher or guide to help him with that. Um, recovery mm-hmm. programs that focus on spiritual things, not medications would be mm-hmm. obviously a strong point to consider. We can talk about that when we have our, okay. our time. to. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I mean, this is when you have many planets in your 12th house, which is what we have here, it says you're carrying a lot of karma into this lifetime, which, yeah, heard that before, which, can, but... which can mean that if the soul turns to that and works with that, there's a lot of material to draw upon to really, really advance in this lifetime. But it can be so much karma that the soul may feel overwhelmed by it and not be able to cut through all that to the other side. That's the difficulty. They need help. Um, okay. 
to, to manage all this. Okay. 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 Well, Jack, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Okay. I'll call you okay, or you email thanks. me and uh, we'll get in touch. Okay. 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 Great. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Bye bye. Okay. Um, I think I didn't call on this person. Let me see. Hello, this is Bill. Are you? Hello. Who's this? Hello, who's this? Gina. Hi, Gina. Shana. Oh, Shana. I'm sorry. It's the phone is not quite clear. All right. Did you call before? Are you October 10th? Yes. I'm glad I keep. I'm glad I keep you all here. <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier to ask mm-hmm. for all that information again. So, what can I do for you today, Shana? Yeah, I just wanted to know about this job that I applied to, and it's. Um, I just got an email saying that it was referred to the next status, and I want to okay. know if I'm going to get this job or not. Okay. Well, let's just see. You know, in terms of energies and changes and fortune versus more challenging moments. Let's just see what, what the aspects show in your chart right now, the progressions and transits. Um, let me see if there's what the balance of energy is here right now. Um, well, what's, what is interesting for it's for this year and it was happening last year. This is the time when you do have that same planet Neptune going over your Venus. Um, now, typically that would more involve a person in terms of their own sense of self-worth and self-appreciation, love of themselves and love of others. But it certainly would be a thing where in terms of moving my value system and my value of myself into a more spiritual experience and, and, and activity, this is certainly very favored right now for you. So that's one thing that's definitely a, a, a net plus, plus for you right now. Saturn, moreover, did move into your first house the beginning of March um, and remains there now. It will retrograde out, but that's not until late July. So for right now, Saturn in the first house can mean things get more serious now. Um, serious things are, are bound to happen. Let me see if it's making and. Just a few days ago, on April the 16th, um, there was something that was occurring with Saturn there in terms of how I deal with the powers around me and the power within me and trying to connect those two together. When did you get this notification that it was moving to the next level? Yesterday. Yesterday, so that would have been on the 18th. So that's pretty close to this time. Um, let me see if there's anything else that's sort of topical. Let me just let me just sort it by date. Don't worry about that annoying person announcing that they're going to cut us off. They don't. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Um, I guess I think things look pretty good. That's all I can say because your progressed moon right now in the seventh house of relationship is lining up with the planet Uranus in your 10th house of career. So this is, a, this is an opportunity that's coming to you um, to let yourself, to find more freedom to be yourself in your work right now is exactly what's lining up here. And that means tomorrow and days following, this energy is very strong. I think you're going to get some very good news in this latter part of April. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. because your progressed Mercury will also line up with Uranus there in the 10th house. So, yeah, I think there's some good news coming your way. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome, Shana. Well, that was great. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye now. Mm-hmm. Okay, callers. I am, my, my voice is going. I have to stop, uh, and the episode is over. But I'll probably be back on again next week because I'm going to try to keep doing this every week if my voice holds out, that is. Uh, and we all hope my, we all stay healthy and safe now uh, and get through this terrible period we're all going through. So I wish you all the very best, and I'll talk to you all again real soon. Bye for now.